Evening prayer starts on page 21. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Dearly beloved brethren, the scripture moveth us in sundry places to acknowledge and confess our manifold sins and wickedness, and that we should not dissemble nor cloak them before the face of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, but confess them with an humble, lowly, penitent, and obedient heart, to the end that we may obtain forgiveness by the same, by his infinite goodness and mercy. And although we ought at all times humbly to acknowledge our sins before God, yet ought we chiefly to do so when we assemble and meet together to render thanks for the great benefits that we have received at his hands, to set forth his most worthy praise, to hear his most holy word, and to ask those things which are requisite and necessary as well for the body as the soul. Wherefore I pray and beseech you, as many as are here present, to accompany me with a pure heart and humble voice under the throne of heavenly grace, saying, Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalms tonight are Psalm 148 that begins on page 524, and then we'll move to Psalm 150. O praise the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights. Praise him, all ye angels of his, praise him, all his host. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all ye stars and light. Praise him, all ye heavens, and ye waters that are above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he spake the word, and they were made. He commanded, and they were created. He hath made them fast forever and ever. He hath given them a law which shall not be broken. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons in all deeps. Fire and hail, snow and vapors, wind and storm, fulfilling his word. Mountains and hills, fruitful trees and all cedars. Beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowls. 
kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all judges of the world, young men and maidens, old men and children, praise the name of the Lord, for his name only is excellent, and his praise above heaven and earth. He shall exalt the horn of his people, all his saints shall praise him, even the children of Israel, even the people that serveth him. O oh, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him in his noble acts, praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him in the sound of the trumpet, praise him upon the lute and harp. Praise him in the timbrels and dances, praise him upon the strings and pipe. Praise him upon the well-tuned cymbals, praise him upon the loud cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the thirteenth chapter of the Book of the Wisdom of Solomon. What born fools all men were who lived in ignorance of God, who from the good things before their eyes could not learn to know him who really is, and failed to recognize the artificer, though they observed his works. Fire, wind, swift air, the circle of the starry signs, rushing water or the great lights in heaven that rule the world, these they accounted gods. If it was through delight in the beauty of these things that men supposed them gods, they ought to have understood how much better is the Lord and Master of it all for it was by the prime author of all beauty that they were created. If it was through astonishment at their power and influence, men should have learnt from these how much more powerful is he who made them. For the greatness and beauty of created things give us a corresponding idea of their creator. Yet these men are not greatly to be blamed, for when they go astray they may be seeking God, and really wishing to find him passing their lives among his works, and making a close study of them, they are persuaded by appearances, because what they see is so beautiful. Yet even so they do not deserve to be excused, for with enough understanding to speculate about the universe, why did they not sooner discover the Lord and Master of it all? Here ended the first lesson. Together Magnificat my soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts, he hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourth chapter of the book of the Revelation to St. John. 
After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne, in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and on the thrones I saw twenty-four elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold in their, on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne there was a sea of glass, like crystal, and in the midst of the throne, and around the throne, were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion, the second living creature like a calf, the third living creature had a face like a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before him who sits on the throne, and worship him who lives forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Nuke Demidus. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
Stir up, we beseech thee, O Lord, the wills of thy faithful people, that they plenteously bringing forth the fruit of good works may by thee be plenteously rewarded through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. Welcome to evening prayer. And um, I guess this would be like New Year's Eve for us because uh, the calendar starts again tomorrow when we flip from um, we are all our um, colics and, and lessons. We go back to the beginning and, and find Advent, and we start there tomorrow. But reminding ourselves tonight for the last time in, in the Trinity season is to stir ourselves up and get ready for this. And so we have some good advice coming to us from our passages tonight. It's interesting as we finish the book of Psalms, too. Um, Psalm 148 and 150, the last five Psalms are all about praise. And so it's directing our praise towards God who created us. So in wisdom, um, what's ha what the author is encouraging us to do is to look beyond the beauty of creation to its source and inspiration, which is Almighty God, and to know him who exists. So um, verse 4 says, And if men were amazed at the power and working of his creation, let them perceive from them how much more powerful is he who formed them. And in verse 5, far from the greatness and beauty of created things comes a corresponding perception of their creation. And so what he's doing, he's, he's telling us to look at creation and to see it, um, to see who formed it or who made creation. And St. Paul uses the same reasoning in Romans. If we were to read, if we compared verse 20 of Romans 1, ever since the creation of the world, his eternal power and divine nation Invisible though they are, have been understood and seen through the things he has made, so they are without excuse. And I think one of the uh, big examples of that is, remember, in, in the birth of Jesus, we had the visitation of the, the Magi, the three wise men who had read the stars, and that's part of creation, and they were able to see creation and, and see past the fact that there were lights in the sky and, and have some meaning to it and to, and to understand who, who wrote that in the sky. On Mars Hill, and, um, and um, we get, again, the sermons for St. Paul on Mars Hill and from Acts 17. Paul preached to those, seek he said what he said was those who had seek were seeking God had gone astray. And so what he says is we find him in those holy church, in the scriptures, in our, and in our prayers to him. So he was not only directing us through nature, but through the practices that we're supposed to uh, faithfully um perform, then we also see God. And so this is what wisdom's telling us to do is to come back and remember that all this is is because um, God is our God, obviously. Uh, and he's He's created us and made it. And um, just thinking, you know, a little bit about, um, you know, going to um, um, Yellowstone or Yosemite. And I remember last time in Yosemite, I was just sitting outside of the motorhome looking at the trees, and Nina said, are you done yet? And I said, I'm not done counting the trees yet. But when you get into a situation like that, you realize it's it's a beautiful thing, and, and it, whoever made it 
whoever created it is it's it's uh it just I guess guess gives you an awesomeness to it. So we read in Revelation one. This is interesting to me because our vision in wisdom they're telling us to look at creation and see God, and now we're we're told to look a little deeper than that. And so uh, there's people in history that have been able to look uh, deeper than that. Um, Isaiah was able to see a vision. Um, St. Paul saw a vision of heaven. Uh, obviously, St. John, that's what we're reading right now. And another one who was not one of the saints or, or um, you know, the, the fathers of our faith was uh, Elisha's servant. Elisha obviously saw it, but Elisha's servant was allowed to see what's going on at that deeper level that we don't always get to see. So uh, in verse 1, John, St. John is told to come up. And if you compare that to Exodus 19, uh, verse 24, the Lord said to Moses, go down and come up bringing Aaron with you, invited to a holy place. Like It's kind of like the, in the being in the eye of a tornado. This is what John's experiencing. There's, he goes, he gets to see this vision of heaven, and it's not all uh, chronological. He's just like looking around. So he's in the eye of the tornado, and all these things are going around him, and he's receiving glimpses of parts of heaven. And so you, I don't think you could take it exactly um, uh, chronologically as we read Revelation. It's also a reminder for us to judge history from a heavenly perspective. We've just read how God used other nations to judge Israel and, and uh, Judah, and uh, that they also got punished. But if we look at it from a heavenly perspective, we see it differently than if you uh, a human perspective too. So again, we're, we're, we're taught to, or we're told and exhorted to look differently than, than how we just normally uh, glance at things and to look deeper. So in verse 24, it talks about the elders. And we don't know who they are. There's a lot of speculation. Some is that the elders represent the church because they are redeemed by Christ and wearing white. And that makes some sense. I lean towards uh, verse, this four, uh, excuse me, it's 4-4, it's four, four, not 24. Referring to the 24 elders um, interpreted as being the elders of the old and new covenants. So the 12 sons of Jacob and the 12 apostles. And what that would symbolize is the fullness of both covenants. Because in Jesus, we don't, we see it, we call it a new covenant, but we see it's the fulfillment of the old covenant. And ultimately, we'll see the fulfillment of the new covenant in the, in the coming, when coming again, or the fulfillment of the kingdom. So my thoughts, my final thoughts on this are these, pa about these passages, we only see what we can see within the limits of our eyes. And sometimes we see the, the obvious. I mentioned the beautiful river or the trees. And we need to see deeper when we see creation that uh, makes sense that some, something, some intelligent being made this, and whoever did it would be an awesome um, source. And obviously, uh, for us, we know that God created these things, and, it lead, and this creation leads us back to God. And a, and a reminder that if there's, there is more to see. So like uh, St. John, St. Paul, Isaiah, and Elisha's servant, we want to be able to see that which we cannot see on our own because we're filled with the, um, the Spirit of God. And like Elijah's servant, uh, servant to see the chariots and army of God. And I'm thinking of, we're reminded that we fight against uh, principalities and powers, so there's much we don't see. But we yet knowing uh, this and living in faith that God, that, that God is and controls calls us to faith in him. And we know that God is faithful, he loves us, and has reconciled us through Jesus. And as we go in, into Advent and we, and we anticipate the the coming of Jesus and the uh, fulfillment in the second coming of Jesus. Uh, this is just directing us to open our eyes and our hearts. That's 
probably more than a few thoughts. Let's continue with the uh, intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same, in his vocation and ministry, may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Skipping down to the prayer for God's protection through the night following. In particular, we beseech thee to continue thy gracious protection to us this night. Defend us from all dangers and mischiefs and from the fear of them, that we may enjoy such refreshing sleep as may fit us for the duties of the coming day. And grant us grace always to live in such a state that we may never be afraid to die, so that living and dying we may be thine, through the merits and satisfaction of thy Son, Christ Jesus, in whose name we offer up these our imperfect prayers. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Robert, for co-leading with me, and thank you all for joining me. And uh, toast, here's a toast. Happy New Year. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Good night. Thank you, Deacon Bob.